everybody. It's Thursday. You know what that means. More family-friendly comedy <laughs> on the Awkward Silence Show. Thank you. Yay. This, of course, is the show that takes you from the spotlight into the green room with some of your favorite stand-up comics, as well as some of the best undiscovered talent here in Las Vegas. Uh, this, of course, just being the dress rehearsal. I'm Brian Malika. Uh, look, Brant Tobler's back. Hey, friends. Uh, I'm excited to catch up with you. Uh, of course, I want to tell everybody, if you're watching us live, definitely feel free to ask questions, make comments in the live chat. If you miss us live, you can email us anytime, awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. Uh, subscribe to the show via iTunes. You guys know how that works. They know. Uh, so welcome back. I'm uh, sorry, by the way, about oh, your grandmother. Condolences. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, we, were, uh, we were actually just talking about this earlier. It's, uh, it's weird when people go to comedy shows sometimes. I'm sure this has happened to you. Like after a show, someone will come up and they'll be like, oh, I'm going through whatever shitty, here's my life. Why it's shit. They obviously don't know comics. We don't, we don't yeah. want to hear about your stuff. That's why we have a microphone. Um, but they're like, oh, I'm going through this horrible time, you know, watching your show. Helped me forget about it for a while. Made me feel better. Thank you. No one ever thinks that, like, that shit happens in reverse. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. we could go through shit constantly, and then we have to go up and fucking dance monkey. Uh, so uh, have, you, have you experienced shit like that, where you just got to kind of push it down and bull through it? Yeah, you know, you know it actually helps a lot with mine, because uh, I used kind of my stand-up to try to lighten the mood. Like, just for instance, while, while I was, my family chose me to speak at the... Uh, like give the eulogy. Do a set, as I like to call it. Yeah. And I and I, I totally bombed, but I did that. I was crying. But no, you know what? It actually it helped me because I I was actually late, not late to the funeral, but I was the last one that got there because my family was separate and I came into this room and they were just like. Uh, they were all sitting with their heads down, and I was like, this is like a fucking L.A. comedy crowd on Tuesday night. You know? <laughs> hey, I've, I've worked this room. Yeah, I've, I've seen a bunch of miserable, <laughs> depressed people before, and uh, it was weird. My instincts just kind of kicked in, and I came in, and I went kind of the center of the room and just kind of, not did stand-up, but talked about everyone's outfit and just really lightened the mood and, and tried to get everyone to quit crying for a second. And then, uh, like I said, I actually gave the eulogy. I was really nervous about it, and I wrote, you know, and uh, right before, my, my opening line was, uh, my family chose me to speak, because as most of you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm used to performing in front of a bunch of people that were, aren't laughing. <laughs> and, uh, See, look at I don't, that. But I don't think they were ready for a joke, so it kind of bombed, and like my girlfriend <laughs> laughed, and like, but everyone else was like, what's he talking about, you know? And, and uh, it was weird, it was like, a couple times I was kind of, giving the eulogy kind of like, I felt myself doing the same thing with my hands and stuff I do on stage. Yeah, that is weird. And, and crying. Right. Like also, crying, which uh, is usually what you do right after you get off stage. But My big crying similar. closer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's weird. I, I wonder how I would have done, because I was supposed to open for Norton the very next night. Right. And I, I think it would have been our, I think it's, you know, I was actually itching to get back on stage because it kind of took me out of that, you know, kind of took my mind off of it, so. Right. I like it, but it is kind of it's kind of therapeutic. It, yeah, you know it kind of I mean? is. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get a chance to. I don't know about talk about my grandma on stage. I, I wrote my grandma would always. That was the funny thing I talked about at the eulogy. My grandma, whenever I'd call her, she would be like, "I got joke ideas for you," and she would come bring that me these. Yeah. They were the cutest little things about like garage sales and shop, <laughs> just like shopping carts. And I and I, but I did write a couple jokes on her, uh, on her recommendation, like her premise and. Uh, I did catch myself the other night, I was like, because I always say, my grandma says this, my grandma says that, and then it kind of hit me out the other day on stage. I was like, 
holy shit, my grandma's dead. I'm looking at these fucking people, you know? Yeah. And it was like, but you're right. I don't think people understand, like, there's no real calling in sick, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could. If it would have happened the day of a Fuck show. Fuck up your booking. You probably would, won't yeah. go. The, the, the We're club comics. doesn't care. Yeah. We need money, yeah. Right. But, but on, the, on the flip side, too, like you were kind of saying, I had a, a friend who I didn't know this when I was in Wyoming. He came up to me after my show, and he goes, hey, <clears throat> I'm so glad I came up. My, gr my girlfriend died yesterday. That's what he said to me, and I was just like, want to buy a T-shirt? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she would have wanted that. you to no, have this. Yeah, I did that. I mean, I'll give you at a, at a five dollar discount. I give you two for that. twenty, but no, uh, <laughs> it was an awkward thing to have someone, and I'm sure it's happened to you and, and all yeah. of us, where people come up and say, "Hey, man, I'm going through a hard time." Right. It's really cool that I got to come out and laugh, you know. So, but it is. I, I always think that that being on stage is sort of therapy for comics, you know, because yeah. th there's no group of people collectively that should be in therapy more than comics. Almost none of us are, mainly because of insurance reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but so that's our outlet, you know. And I've always said to people, I'm like, if you really like, if you take yourself out of a comedy club and, and take yourself out of the the way, you know, this sort of artist or whatever is, is is twisting the words and making it funny, you fucking strip it down and listen to some of the things comics talk. That is depressing shit, you know, illness and yeah, death yeah. and you know, family divorce. I mean, just horrible stuff. But you know, that's that's what you're gonna do. Well, you, you take you take what's, what you got in your life. That's what being a comic is, and, and you figure it out. You figure out a way to make it funny, and hopefully, it helps you get over it. No, I, I think, and that's what the really good comics do. They really, it is kind of like a therapy session. The ones that really yeah. just, instead of just write dumb dick jokes, that really talk about my daughters did this, and my my wife's doing this, and my ex-wife. I mean, that, when, they, when you get really good, I think that's when you just, you know, what we're all striving for to just, they always say, you'll find your voice, talk about your own life. And, you know, today I was like writing dumb jokes and my girlfriend's like, why don't you just talk about your friend Casey who's fucking crazy? And I was like, you know what? I should just talk about, because I need a little therapy with him because he drives me fucking right. crazy or my mom or any of that. Sometimes that works. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves on the planet, though, is when people are like, oh, am I in your act? Do you talk about oh, work? Wow. Work? That's got to be so crazy. My, I don't know if they're watching. My in-laws do it all. I'm whispering like they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst. I bet you talk about us all the time. I'm like, not really. I go talk to strangers so I don't have to think about you guys, quite frankly. I mean, if we're being... Honest today, um, so yeah, that, that's one of my pet peeves. But it's true, man. Like if if you can uh, if you can sort of take yourself out of uh, of the usual way you write and you really start like pulling from it, you can. Uh, yeah, so it's, and it's never ending material. I mean, it never stops. I had to write some jokes because my girlfriend was fucking complaining. One of the stupidest fights I ever got into. I crushed. Had a great show. Crush came off, and then the two comics after me talked about their girlfriend, and she's like. Why don't you talk about me on stage? Do you, do you want people to think you're single? I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucking. Wow, talking right. about drawing some conclusions. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, so I had to, so I had to rearrange a couple jokes for a while. Wow. To be like, trust me, it was it was, it was worth it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, you know? It's like some people want it, some people. I think people every. I think everyone secretly wants it. Like you said, people are always like, am I in your act? I'm like. If I talked about you and you wouldn't like it, because right. my thoughts of you are. Sh <laughs> I, I really yeah. don't care for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think I, I agree. But you know what? I most of the the stuff that I tell about you know my family or whatever it's it's made up. I just need to plug somebody in. You yeah. Know, yeah. So, so, but 
yeah, yeah it makes it, you feel better. No, I, I do the same plug-in. Like I said, then I, I was like, all right, you want jokes about you? Here, you get this joke. Right. Well, I don't want that joke. <laughs> oh, well, shut sorry, the well, fuck you up, know then. <laughs> you know? Maybe you, you should. You, well, then you write a joke for me. <laughs> that's what I always say when people are always like, that's my favorite thing to tell people. Just write one joke. One, because everyone always has joke advice. Oh, you should do that. You should do this. Oh, I heard right. that joke. I said, here, let me just write me one joke I can use in life. Yeah. Just one, not a half an hour, just one fucking joke. I probably told that to 50 people. You know how many jokes I've gotten? Zero. See? The, once you tell them, then they, I, I think they really go home and they try to write a joke. And then after 10 minutes, they just fuck this. <laughs> this is hard. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't do it. Uh, and also, I mean, worst case scenario, they come back and they write a really good fucking joke. And then you're like, oh, this is like the worst day of my life. You wrote a joke so much better than my jokes. And I don't want that either. Uh, anyway, all right, well, look, I'm glad to have you back. It's glad to, to have you back. back in business. And uh, I'm excited because we've got a fucking hilarious headliner day. So let's get to him. Let's introduce our headliner. Shut up. I don't want to do. No, I don't want to do. I said let's go to our headliner. You're being very unprofessional. Are you even recording this? All right, let's do fit or fat, asshole. Uh oh. All right. So last week, uh, record-breaking weight loss. That was awesome. It was Congrats. really that impressive. Was awesome. I was, I was a good job. Thank you. Five pounds. I really felt you good about it. I felt lot. so good about it. I ate eleven cakes. Um, <laughs> Many people will tell you, trainers mainly, uh, will tell you that often after uh, record-breaking weight loss, <laughs> you will feel disappointed the following week because you did not lose the same amount of weight, but it's important that you just stay the course. So that's what I'm going to do after I tell you that uh, I gained four of my five pounds back. Whatever. It's fine. I really... You know what? It's almost worth it. It's fine. We get it. The cows are, are fat like me. Um, it's almost worth it because I think I've become addicted to the sexy cougar sound effect, which is uh, which is what's coming uh, on the rare occasion that I lose some weight. So what? That's, oh, wow. See, right? Wow. And Matt was saying, does that mean that you are attracted to younger boys? And I said, <laughs> uh, not really. But if they're attracted to me because I'm so hey. slim and sexy, that's really not my concern. Uh, so, so there it is. Uh, there. Are you all happy we did that? Now can we get to our headliner? Christ almighty. <laughs> oh, that was unprofessional. That's, that's uh, why. How are, you, I, how are you gaining all this weight? I'm not eating anything. Uh, so, uh, like I said, we have absolutely hilarious headliner joining us today. Uh, not even 30 years old, he is already an internationally touring headliner. Uh, he will be working all week headlining downtown at the Four Queens. Please welcome Patrick Garrity to the show. What's up, brother? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Man. I was, uh, we were actually just checking out your website earlier. You are Very in, basic. It, well, yeah, but what, what, I, what I was impressed by was I, I looked at your calendar. You're a fucking beast, man. Like, you're kind of a, almost, I think, a, a dying breed in 2011. You're like a real road comic, yeah, busting your ass. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, better to be busy than broke. It's my philosophy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's even worse to be busy and broke. Right, that is the worst case addiction. scenario. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, so you are out, how, how much are you working? You're working like every... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working, I got maybe about 11 or 12 weeks left from here till now that are open from 
until the, the end of the year. And like a real comic, you're probably looking to book them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to get filled. <laughs> we always talk about, you know, like, should you uh, set up shop in, in L.A. or New York and then just be a local guy? Or should you get out on the road? You live in L.A., but you spend all your time on the road. Right. Uh, I mean, because I, L.A., I want to come in and, and do, like, you know, certain goals. Like, all right, I'm going to hit the Laugh Factor. I'm going to hit the, this, this part up here and then, you know, get people, more people to know me. But I don't want to stay out there just because it's nearly impossible to get stage time out there. You know, it's just like, you know, right. I'll, I'll get, like I was talking to you earlier, I get more stage time this week and next week than most people get in a month. Right. And you're making money, which yeah, is which something is that's nice. not Yeah, yeah it's, it's not also my living. So, <laughs> right. And it costs $10 just to walk outside in L.A., so I might as well have money to go out. <laughs> Man. Uh, so is it is it rough to get that work? Because you're doing it on your own. You don't you don't have manager. You don't no, have an no agent. No manager, no agent. Uh, I got a college agent that books my colleges, but, you know, like I don't I don't rely just on that, you know, because I want to do, like, military bases and, you know, just where casinos, whatever clubs or college I can get into. So So how are you doing it? How are you getting the work? Because uh, it's hard to come by, especially, Nine you know, years of work on the road and building up my reputation like, uh, like there's a lot of places I'm headlining you know like uh, even like Catch a Rise Star or you know Reno where it's like a lot of guys have a have a TV credit or whatever I have none of that uh, the right. only the only work I'm getting is, is off of sheer talent and reputation that's it so right. my TV credit will come eventually but until then I'm just gonna keep hustling busting my ass until you know I, I get it so see uh, like our very own Brant Tobler is thinking about moving to Los Angeles is that a terrible idea? Nope. Oh, damn it. I was really hoping to talk him into staying here. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, everybody everybody moves or has their, their own, you know, path. But if you if you go out to L.A., it's just it's good to know people out there because, like, that's the only reason I've chose L.A. over New York. Like, I have I know people in New York, but I, I just have more connections on L.A. because I've been working the road for nine years, and the guys I worked with and ran into are helped me out. Like, it's the only, that's the only reason. I'm able to get a spot at the Laugh Factory, you know, because a legitimate actual spot, not not like an open mic or anything, because these places are very clicky and very hard to get into. Like I remember this one place, it wasn't even it wasn't even the store, Laugh Factory Improv. It's one of these little showcase shows, and uh, you know, I was introduced by one of the girl's friends that was running it. She's like, "Oh, this is Patrick. He's a." Uh, he, he, t he travels the country, you know, and wears comedy. I'm like, yeah, how long have you been doing comedy? She's like, three years. I was like, oh, well, I'm interested in doing a spot on your show. She goes, well, I think I need to see you live first. I'm like, how about I just show you some fucking W-2s? Would that <laughs> right, be better? I've been doing this for a living longer than you've been doing it, period. Right. You know, so... Right. But like actually, so actually like, all right, you're like you're working in the Bahamas, which is fucking awesome. Two yeah, weeks. I'm very excited. Right? Yeah. How do you get a gig like that? Uh, the, the club that uh, books that is, is they, they have other, they have this, they're like a franchise, it's a comedy zone. So once you get in with them, oh, wow. they like you, they'll, they'll, they'll book you out there, you know? So it's just like, they're actually one of the clubs, like they, I was getting a lot of feature work from them, but they have, they have rooms in like Prestonsburg, Kentucky and, and West Virginia, and they, they were wanting me to go out there and feature, but I couldn't afford it because I'm getting headline work from other places, like I'm not going to, Go to pay cut to go to Kentucky. No, don't take a pay cut to go to Kentucky. So uh, there's a guy that books the features and there's a guy that books the headliners. And then I, I went and drove. Like I slept in my car because I was on my way to Pennsylvania. So I was going to do a gig up there, but I was driving through North Carolina where the office was. I was like, hey, let me meet with you face to face, sit down, see where I'm coming from. Maybe we could work something out. So, and I had a chat with him. He he understood where, where you know, like that, that I, I'm a, I bust my ass or whatever. And he gave me some opportunities to headline some of those rooms. And, and, and I was prepared. Like I just knocked it out the parks. So now he's giving me more gigs. 
when you're sleeping in your car in rural Pennsylvania. And I don't mind. It's, I don't mind sleeping in the car. It's the dirty looks I get at people when I'm brushing my teeth at the gas station the next day. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm so it sorry. It really bothers me. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be using this sink for a while once you get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> but, the, but, do you ever, but do you ever, like, sort of... Do you love it? Do you love all of it? Or, or do you like, you're, as you're sleeping in your car saying, I shouldn't have gone to college or something like no, that? Well, like, I'm a, I'm a, first of all, like, I, I'm a high school dropout. And okay. you know, like, I, even when I want to bitch about comedy, it's hard to. You know, it's just like it's, I, I tell jokes for an hour and I get right. paid, you know, right. a pretty decent amount of money to do it. And once you start headlining shit, and anytime I feel like, man, fuck this, I, I just talk to one of my friends that has like a regular job. <laughs> and then I feel so much right. better. Like, about, I have about, no yeah, other yeah, option. Yeah, 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 yeah it's just terrible. like, yeah, I'm fucking like, whatever, man. You know, I just see some of my friends are like, you know, I went to school with or whatever, and they just, they're not fucking happy at all with their life. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, we were, if I could spend in a week in Vegas getting paid, I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, you know? we were on our way over here. You're like, what else am I going to do, man? He's like, I'm not married and I don't have kids. And then I looked yeah. out the window and wiped some tears from my hey. <laughs> I got nothing holding me back, exactly. man. I'm a free bird. <laughs> Spreading my wings. What, I just do what I want. I'm going to go yeah. to the Bahamas. I'm like, oh, that yeah. sounds As awesome. I do your little show, I'm going to go smoke weed and jerk off. I'm like, fucking... I'm going to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to get some pampers. Exactly. That's <laughs> We're, My we'll kid have, shits we'll a lot. We'll have similar weekends. Uh, yeah. um, my, my kid shits about 15 grand a year with a right, diaper. Exactly, what, what you're making in the Atlantis. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what sort of, what's, what's your goal? I mean, you said, you know, you're, you're busting your ass, you just want to, you know, you um, get good, which I think is smart. I think most comics, myself included, it's a mistake I made, is, you know, you, you start out, you maybe you get a little bit of attention, you get a little heat, you start feeling good about yourself, and you instantly think, all right, I'm ready for that next level. But I think you actually took the, like, the more mature well, route. Well, like, I don't necessarily was, yeah, it, I don't think it was necessarily more mature. Like, if I, if I got offered TV five years ago, it's not like I would have turned it down. Right. But is this, uh, you know. But you're not chasing it actively. No, I mean, I think, and I think that's, that's actually helping me is because I'm not, I really don't care. You know, like, I'm, I, I've, I've spent my time getting in with clubs like I'm working you know that's all I wanted to do when I started comedy was I just want to be able to do this for a living and be able to work like even up to two years ago there was a stretch of time where I had gigs canceled four weeks in a row and I had to stretch a hundred dollars for four weeks and it was fucking miserable it was mm -hmm. like you know this is, it, it, you know you're starving it's just it's just it's fucking horrible but now I, I don't I don't no matter what if I'm not if I don't ever get on TV I'll never have to worry about work again Right. Like I, I know, I, I know, I, I know. I've got enough connections with enough clubs that I can always work, you know. And that's that's all I want to do. So what about that, that round? You hear this guy, you know, he's he's oh, got no, he's I'm, got a career. He's fucking just just grinding it out. Like, is that attractive awesome. to you? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think everything. Journey, you know, I mean, it's part of the journey for yeah, sure. Yeah, and they enjoyed the journey. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are so busy. Like they get they get the goal, and then if they don't achieve it right away or whatever, they they forget to enjoy the chase. You know, of actually. You know, being out there and doing it, you know, and it's just like I've, I've, you know, I've embraced it. It's just like, you know, this is what I do, so I love it, and, and I'm gonna keep doing it. But once you get to that, I think that's the most. Once you realize you're doing what you, I mean, that's when it all changed for me. When I'm like, this is way better than anything my friends are doing, no matter what. You know what I mean? And no matter what, even if they have more money than me, they have a miserable life. You know? Yeah, what there's I mean? a trade-off. I mean, there's like, a, I mean, I know people that. Every girl I used to date, they, they they marry like accountants, and it's like, yeah, it's boring. I mean, we go to shows every night, fucking hang out with celebrities, the creative people have fun. Like to me, I think it's once you realize what value it is, and that I mean, it is hard, but it's so worth it. I mean, you could, I like he said, I, Jake's me. If I ever get down about it, it, takes me one phone call to any one of my friends, 
when I go, what are you doing tonight? And they go, well, I worked for 11 hours and I'm going home to my miserable wife. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well. Jesus. You know, I don't know. I, I just think, I'm, I love, I mean, I could see. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm with you. And I think you got to, every one I talk to is like, you don't chase the TV. You don't chase the manager. When you're good enough, it'll all come to you. And that's the advice from really talented comedians I've met are all like, just do what exactly what he's doing. When you're good enough, it'll all come to you. Yeah. It's the yeah. dudes that are trying to, you know, we all know comics that are like, like just what you said got a little heat and they think they're fucking, yeah. everyone has a little. I mean, when you get your real heat, you got to take advantage of it. But when you just get a little heat in the local scene, that doesn't mean you're fucking famous. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because the checker at Walmart recognizing me doesn't mean I'm like, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> I'm big time. <laughs> Can I tell you that? I, uh, I actually got recognized at the fucking, at the sports book at the Fiesta Henderson Casino. Uh, at uh, at about 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday, I'm fucking like, I look miserable. I'm like trying to get my football bets in. Guys, like, aren't you a comic? And like for a minute I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but you know what, but that's still. Yes, I am a celebrity uh, who will be buying a $1 hot dog from this uh, card uh, as soon as he gets his parlay in. Uh, we, got a, we got a question, Scott? We do. Uh, Terry wants to know, since Patrick is from LA, what advice would he give Grant? I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm from D.C. originally, and I started comedy in Orlando, but I can, my advice... So even better, yeah. So yeah, you're as somebody moving out to L.A., uh, I would say, you know, keep your connections here, and then anybody that ever gave you their number, or anybody on the road that was like, hey, man, give me a shot when I'm out here, fucking do it. Yeah. You know, he was like, I got your number, and was like, hey, you don't have to be a pest or anything, you just be like, hey, what's up, man, you know, you're... You know, just, just, just be the likable guy that you were that made them want to help you out in the first place. And some people are going to be too busy, and some people will actually will be like, all right, I'm going to be over here doing this show. Come out and check it out. And then, and, but mainly, it does, it does help, too, to work the road. You know, when you work in the road, you're, you're working different regions of the country, and you're just becoming a more polished comic. Like, you're just, you're just like a, almost like a mercenary. Like, you can work anywhere, any yeah. room, any whatever. Like, I've had to open up for Bruce Bruce four times in front of an all-black audience. <laughs> wow. I've, That's a fun yeah, but I've always I've always had great sets. I'm not like like I'm not intimidated by any stage well, in this country let's, whatsoever. Let's talk a little bit about that because you know we, we use terms like road comic and people have an idea. Yeah, you go to another city and then you tell jokes to people. Yeah. Being a road comic is a whole yeah, it's been, a lifestyle, I, I, man. Yeah, even till now I was on the road from August of last year until now. So I was like on the road for seven months straight. All right, so we're, we're here towards the end of February. Just give us an idea of like what the last month has looked like for you. What, you know, what, what have you been doing? What, talk uh, about the travel, talk about the shit. gigs. Uh, trying to think of remember what I was. I was in, it all uh, blends together. It's, it's yeah, like yeah, I remember like, one, I time, one time, I forgot which state I was in until I saw a license plate. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm in fucking Georgia, you know? And it's like, you yeah, you. yeah, yeah, I was like, shit. So yeah, I mean, I was in, I had to do I had to do two shows in uh, like Fort Mill, South Carolina. I was in Jacksonville. I was in uh, North Carolina. Before that, I was in Prestonsburg, Kentucky, West Virginia. Before that, I was in Miami. And the week before that, I was in uh, um, Virginia. Then before that, I was in West Palm Beach. And then, like I'm going to Bloomington, Illinois. Like as soon as I get back from uh, from August tw or yeah, this month on the 21st, March 21st, I fly back to the East Coast. I got to go to Augusta, Georgia, then Clayton, North Carolina, then Bloomington, Illinois, then I come back down, I do a gig in Vero Beach, then I go back up to Tennessee, and it's just like, I'm, my shit's rotted out until, basically until the end of August, you know? So it's just like, I'm just gonna be working the road, and then that's it. 
What do you yeah, hate three. the most? Like, to me, and I, I don't do as much road work as you, but my big thing is, like, I love the night. The, the problem I have is the day when Agreed. I'm just by myself in a hotel room. Like, I can shut love, those curtains. I really just shut down. I mean, I'll do the show and have some drinks, hang out with the locals or whatever, and then I'll then I'll sleep. To, I'll try to sleep as long as I can, but then I wake up at two and I'll be like, and then I just sit in my hotel room and be like, what the fuck? Because oh, a lot yeah. of times I don't have a car. I'm just yeah. stuck yeah, in this You don't room. have a car, but I mean, like, that, that's nothing I was able to establish. Like, even, even like I said two years ago, I had. My license was suspended and my car was in the impound and I had to use it. Like, people were like, oh, climbing a mountain's exciting. I'm like, yeah, how about you drive from Orlando to Connecticut with nothing but hand a cop on the five? Like, yeah. I had to like, get myself out of this entire mess. But now I have a car on the East Coast and a car on the West Coast. So when I go back on the East Coast, I have a car out there. So I don't rent cars because I like to smoke weed when I drive. I don't fucking want to deal with that <laughs> shit. So I was just like, I thought well, I, I had my you? own, had my <laughs> own car. Throw that out there. Yeah, no, fucking, yeah, I had one woman come up to me because I was at, I was at, uh, I was at a show and we were hanging out. I go, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, you know, hang out with my friend. She's like, well, why are you leaving? I was like, well, I'm gonna go grab some weed. She's like, you don't need to smoke that stuff. I was like, did you have a good time tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but you don't need to smoke weed to get on stage. I go, I don't need to smoke weed to get on stage. I need weed to write the fucking jokes that you write. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business expense. Yeah, yeah, Claim yeah. that shit on your text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what do you got, Scott? Uh, Ron wants to know, you know, what is Patrick's end game? I mean, he's working consistently, he's headlining. What's the goal? Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, is, is this, if this is your career for the next 20 years, are you happy with that? Or? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be unhappy with it. I mean, it's just not, I'm not going to be like... I don't know. I've, I've met some dudes that have been doing it for 30 years. They seem unhappy. Yeah, because, well, I think, I think they, they let themselves get unhappy, you know? Like, but I, I, don't think, I don't think for me this is going to be it. I mean, I, I do see myself going more towards... Like, I, I, I see Comedy Central as a very achievable goal for myself and being able to get a following and be able to start, you know, headlining improvs of Funny Bones and stuff. You know, like, I, I see people that come out to shows and after the show, like, oh, you were great, you know, you know why aren't you on TV? And so I'm like, you know, that'll happen eventually. Right. You know, it's, you know I, I just, I'm not forcing it. Like, I know, like, I'm confident in myself as, like, I'm an original comic. Like, I'm going to be all right. Like, I, I, if I stress myself out worrying about what's going to happen, I, I, I know I'm doing the right thing now. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I've got my foot in the door at a lot of places other people have, like I said, with TV credits. And you know, the fact that I got in there without them, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be all right. right. You know? so, so what are you doing, uh, other than obviously just working on, working on your craft and being a better comic, like, what are you doing to, to kind of build that following and, and get your name you know, out there? When I, when I do shows, you know, like, people, people kind of take it upon themselves. Like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm on Facebook. So people hit me up on Facebook. I keep my schedule updated where I'm going to be. And the uh, thing I'm trying to work on get better at is I don't have a Twitter account, which I, I really want to refuse to do to get. Because to me, that's just Twitter's just the point of, like, screaming into the Grand Canyon just to hear your echo. <laughs> Britney's album rocks, rocks, rocks. <laughs> it's like fucking doesn't matter. But, like, you need to, you know, have that shit and be more proactive about, you know, having people follow you and do stupid shit like that. But It's uh, work. The I mean, social, it yeah, the social media is important. I agree with you. I think the best thing I ever heard, someone told me about Twitter and Facebook. They said, Facebook, you get on Facebook to follow your friends to see what they're doing. You get on Twitter to follow the people you wish you were friends with. <laughs> and I think it's so true. And I like, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really gain much from Twitter. But Facebook, I mean, to me is so, and all the fucking really 
the, the thing I noticed about the successful comedians I've been around, they do, they are so good to their fans. And so yeah. that social, I mean, well, that's the to thing too. When you, when you were email. talking about, when you were talking about what to do during the whole, during the day in the hotel, when you travel and you do these places enough, you start meeting people after shows that you think are cool and you like to hang out with. So I have little crews in like, yeah. every city I go to. Like I have my Miami people, I have my Fort Lauderdale people, I have Indianapolis people, I have New York people, I have Connecticut people. So like I always like, hey, what's up? I'm in town. And then we go, we hang out, you know, bullshit. And, you know, so you meet, you have friends you hang out with. And the cool thing is, every week for me, I'm meeting friends I haven't seen. And, like, yeah, yeah. You know, when was the last time I saw you? It was, like, yeah, no, like right four months ago. Yeah. So it's like, it was cool to see. It was like, hey, what's up, man? How you been? And it's always that feeling every week. When I go back to Reno, I know some people out there I haven't seen since October. So I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And I go out there and hang out with them, man. It's fun, yeah. you know? So it's just, but you got to be out there to you know, make, make friendships with people. That's the thing, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a job. It's not just, it's not just, you know, when people say, oh, you only work uh, an hour a night. Uh, you actually work what, a lot. Why don't you tack on a 17-hour drive on top of that <laughs> fucking one-hour work? <laughs> fucking driving straight through the night. Yeah, Red Bull gives you wings. Red Bull plus five-hour energy gives you hallucinations. <laughs> fucking something I found out. So, so do you, you seriously drive to all these gigs? A lot, of, yeah. I mean, I, I I remember one time I was uh, I guess you have literally to I had to do a show. Yeah, no, I had I had a week off, and then I, you know, of course, any money is better than no money. So it was Tuesday. I get a phone call, like, oh, we had a fallout in Connecticut. Can you can you do can you do Hartford? I'm like, oh, when do you want me to be there? Like Wednesday. Did you do City Steam? No, I did uh, the Funny Bone, and they were like, they're like, uh, they're like, oh, it's gonna be Wednesday. I'm like, today's Tuesday. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, yeah. So I got some fucking leave it now then. And yeah. They're like, yeah, okay. So and then I had to cancel whatever plans I had with my girlfriend, which went over fantastic. Right. <laughs> like, you know, for that weekend. And then drive drive straight through the night and then to get there by when the Wednesday night show. So Tuesday, get there Wednesday, drive all the way through and then uh, then work the rest of the week and then drive drive back. God damn it, that's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's true. I mean, as I, I, I worked the. I mean, even even when I was working the road, I wasn't working the road like yeah. you were working. I mean, you're. There's working. some guys out there, man. They they fucking do it. You know, they're they're out there. They're hustling, man. It's just like it's a. It creates like a different breed of comic. You know, yeah. it's just. But I feel like for a while there, like road comic, like that was that was the that was the career. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when you you were a comic on the road, I really don't feel like that shit exists anymore. No, no, it's it's people, peop, the people, more people moving out to LA quickly, and they wanted, they just, they feel like all I need is seven minutes, and right. so this is how everything's changed with the reality TV and YouTube. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I just gotta be funny be, for this clip. That's why, it. I mean, you, if you you could do, be on the road all day like he is, or you could spend all day making YouTube's like a lottery ticket. If you hit one fucking good YouTube video, yeah, you know but what I mean. If you get your cat to jump in the wall, you can fucking change your life. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like that when there was road comics. Right. You know what I mean? If, right. if I could kick you in the balls just perfectly, we could get well, three I mean, or four thousand a month. I'm willing it. to. Try. I'll fucking workshop that. If you, if, thing. You, know, if, you work, if work. you work in the road too, like, and you get one of your bits, you can put online, and, and that that could blow up. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Like you can you can easily, but you know to, that that's that's one of the things I would like to do because I'm starting to put more put more of my stuff online and on my website and shit. You know, because right now I have at least like eight nine tapes and memory cards and shit full of like places all around the country. Yeah, you know? no, the and, more and, and the more I, if I edit it out, it'd be look fucking yeah, you amazing. You get one video, it could change your life for sure. Yeah. One video, eh? <laughs> if you put all this content online, do you worry then that people who go to your shows will see you do stuff that you've already done? I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, even if somebody watches it online, 
their their retention or memory. They're not they're not going to know exactly what the joke is, you know. And it's different from seeing it live. And you know, when they see it, they all they know is you 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 the topic was you know driving with no AC. They don't remember exactly how it went. You know, they saw it online, but what they see live, and you're always going to generate new material. That's our job. You should and, fucking. And sometimes they want to see it. That's yeah. why they come. You know, sometimes yeah. people go, well, why didn't you do that joke? Why don't you do that joke? I say, well, because then if I do that joke, then these five people say, I already heard that joke. And I'm like, well, that's my favorite joke. I mean, yeah. that's why you just As long it. as you always yeah. write, you know, like I always, when I always go back to a town or whatever, like I have some other stuff. I, I always try and have at least five to 10 minutes of new shit that they get to see, you know? Yeah, and you know, we've talked about that before, about how uh, it's it's harder in, in a lot of ways to be a comic than, than a music, musician, because you got to keep writing it, because once yeah, people yeah. hear a joke and surprise, uh, Yeah, I used to have an argument with that, because you talked about this, with the videos and shit, like a musician, you need one good song, yeah. fucking yeah. boom, but now it's like, it's hard to have one or good joke. Or play someone else's good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go yeah, yeah, and do some fucking classic rock about material. That. He was like, he was like <laughs> my friend's a musician, he's like, well, we're married to like five other guys, and you know, we, we have to split the money, and it's just, everybody's like married to each other, you know, you're, you only have to worry about yourself. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I don't see a line out of the GameStop to buy Joke Hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Sounds gay, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you're fucking. You're up there doing your jokes, and like, there's a fucking heckler. You have to deal with the fucking video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Booker will pay yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. pending yeah. on Joke Hero. Uh, 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 that's don't you, steal you that shit. You could make it fucking. You could be like, all right, now you're in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the goal is you're like at the comedy store. <laughs> yeah. It's such yeah. a more depressing yeah. game. That's funny. Try not to get beer thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. Three beers thrown at you during your set. That's pretty bad. That's uh, funny though. I'd love it, and then people could see. Yeah, uh, that's that's one reason why I love open mics is watching somebody bomb for the uh, first time, and I go, that's just at least one more person that respects fucking comedy as more than just somebody talking. Yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've said it on here before, and I do it, and it's probably kind of dicky, but it's just part of learning the lesson. But when people come up to me, they're like, "Man, I could do this." I'm like, "Oh, for sure." Let me take you somewhere. And then I just sit back in the back of the room, and then when they get off the stage, I go, "All right, now you want to go talk about comedy?" And when yeah. they come up to me, like, oh, "I make my friends laugh. I'm super funny. Yeah. I'm a fucking class clown and so creative." Up, oh, no, God. Yeah, get I'll up get there. I get to the spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. and, uh, yeah. Do you want to go yeah. before me or after? And then I'll put them up, and then I'll just sit in the back, and then they'll <laughs> eat shit and then they'll come off and I go okay you know I'm not a I'm like a I'm just like a, a, a father like a teach you're, them a you're lesson. Like, you're like the dad that makes the kids yeah. smoke all the cigarettes. Uh, yeah. 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 And then when they come yeah, you don't even light them to sit up there. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people last <laughs> longer on bulls than open mics. Yeah. yeah. I'm like this is really hard. Nah but I but then I tell them hey okay now if you really want to do this here's what you need to do but when you yeah. came up I'm just giving you advice you right. came up to me like that now, now you know. Yeah. You, I'll be glad to help you, but it's not easy. And once you figure that out, now, now you're part of the club. But right. Wait, I mean, like when you and you see other guys, like I did. I remember I had this one thing. It was on a podcast, and I was just talking about like other guys that really weren't stand-up comics and just decided to do stand-up comedy just because they had really nothing else to do. Like uh, Screech. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just yeah. Like, like his, all the real his, world. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how long. 
you can be in high school for it, but 10 years evidently, you can yeah, run it. He, you know, he did then, fine. Yeah, and then, and then when it's sitcom, oh, what am I gonna do now? Oh, I'll do comedy, because it's just talking. And I, I understand why it looks so appealing, because the great ones make it look so easy, like Sam Kennison, Richard Pryor, Eddie yeah. Murphy. I'm like, yeah, they make it look really easy. I'm like, you know what, Michael Jordan made basketball look easy, but you don't see me trying to slam dunk from a fucking foul line. Right. Yeah. I have respect for what other people do. And right. it's just like, you know, it's just amazing how people are so much more accepting of their physical limitations than their mental limitations. You know, because like comedy is one of the three things people always, you know, people always have common sense. There's never an idiot. Everybody's <laughs> smart. Uh, nobody ever ever missed being a bad lay. Everybody's amazing in bed, you know. And everybody has a sense of humor. I'm funny. Everybody. That's something everybody yeah, always yeah. has about them. It's Just one of the see. three things. Yeah. So what what do you hate about it? You got to hate something about it. I know. Um, like like Brant was saying, like you know, you, you fill fill in that that. 20, I I would say I would what, say the uh, the isolation is what yeah. sucks, man. Because you're like you're you're this own little island. You're like you it's you. It's hard not to become introverted as, as a human being, you know, you're just kind of like, and, and you kind of get spoiled too because all your friends are, are really comics, you know, so, and comics tell the best fucking stories. You know? right. It's like, hey, it has a point, it's funny, yeah. something is, you know, if you feel like shit, a friend of yours will be around and it's a comic and you get to hang out with them, but when you're not with them, you're on the road by yourself, you're talking to regular people, they tell a lot of them fucking, yeah. you're like, you know, they, and especially when they're drunk after the show, they're like, dude, Dude, everyone's yeah. You're funny as fuck, man. And then they're spit. Yeah, this is yeah, all. Yeah. This and is all like, beer saliva right here. Like, all right, and then they then now they want to tell you shit. Right. And it's like they're you're like I forgot what I was saying, man. But seriously, yeah. whatever. And you, you have like the same conversation. Do, do you four humor times them, or, or do you just look at them and say, "What are you doing?" No, no, of course I do. But I will admit I have answered some fake phone calls in my time <laughs> at the, the end of conversation. Uh, I gotta take. Oh, hold on. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is embarrassing. This fucking. I do that. That's why you want to get, that's another thing I know, it's like celebrity comedians, they'll fucking, they have one guy that's just a dick. Yeah, they had the paid dick. And they just dick. run it, you know? I, I, I've studied this so much. The celebrity comedians, they have one dick, they set up by their merch table, take pictures with everyone that wants to take pictures, but has that one dick that goes, okay, Move keep it. it moving, keep it, and, and then, and then they get to be the good guy, they're like, ah, oh, I wish we, like, if only we I could mean, hang out longer. Yeah. Last, uh, no autographs, no, no autographs, all that, and then, uh, you know, he'd be like, oh, here, I'll sign one more behind the guy's back. But, right. You know, and I was like, that's genius. You don't want to be the dick, but you got to keep that line moving. Or like you said, yeah. you got to have, you know, you. I'll you know, be that you, guy, but when you hit it, I'll be that. I'll totally be. I'll be, be your dick. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be. I wish I thought that. If you better. don't have that, you're, you're, stuck in, you're stuck talking to some 42-year-old about his cat's tumor for 45 minutes. And, and you, you don't, don't sell do shit. And that's yeah. what we deal with right now. And that's the biggest problem I have with where we're at is I need a dick. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> because the first one out of the not what I hear yeah. the first one out of the theater wants to tell you his racist joke and tell you uh, yeah when they, when they look you. around yeah like, oh, like you know what why don't you just yeah. stop there buddy yeah. and then people just walk by looking at your merch like ah maybe I'd buy some but I don't want to get near that guy and then it's like yeah it's, it's fucking su nice. it sucks uh. we got something else Scott yeah, do you feel you have to be connected with these different rooms to play I mean you're working your ass off. You kind of, it's not like you alluded to, you knew people. Is, is that the game or does No, I mean, work? like when you, when you first go there, it's not like you know anybody. I mean, it's like when I went to Prestonsburg, I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know anybody in West Virginia, North Carolina, or South Carolina. Those are all first times I've gone through there. But maybe the second time I go through there, it's like I have a few people that I can hang out with. But I mean, like I said, that, that, that's the hardest part is like, you know, the isolation and after the show's over, a lot of times you're just going back to a hotel room by yourself and 
fucking you know. Yeah, but what about what about like professionally though? Like like getting like getting the work, you know? Yeah, like uh, here's the well, here's the, like I think it's changing when young comics ask me about a press kit. I think those That's days like, are it's done. Useless. Yeah, it's just, it's, 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 you got to vouch. Or nail a guest spot, right? You yep, have someone vouch for you and nail a guest you, spot. You almost have to have somebody vouch for you to get a guest yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you got to nail your guest spot. Guest yeah, because I was know. talking to someone yesterday, like, he had a list of clubs. He's like, well, just send out. I'm like, those. that's the fucking just wasting yeah, yeah, trash. Get, no one wants, maybe email a link, but the press kit is so. I had one guy look at a press kit out of my entire nine years of doing comedy. That was, yeah. And we actually had a, a viewer, Dan, uh, who asked it, you know, asked us to see if we could get a booker on, on the show, which I think is a great idea. And you, you even said yeah, that yeah. you might be able to get uh, somebody to come on. Because I, I, would, I would love to hear it from them. Because that's what they tell you. Uh, you, call, you call a club you never worked before. They're like, yeah, send us, uh, send us a kit. <laughs> you might, yes. They might as yeah. well just when hang up. Why don't they just I, say no and hang up? I, I had a guy that I was trying to get into. He's a, he's a, he, he's, I, got, I worked with a guy in Indianapolis. He was like, oh, there's another dude in Bloomington who books this room, blah, blah. So I said, I, said, I was like, your boy recommended me. Nothing back. You know, I'm still, I'm like, hey, man, trying to get in. Nothing. So then I put in the subject line in the email, you fucking cunt. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And then I wrote in the thing. Hey buddy, do you have this week open? I'm trying to get booked huh. here. Sorry about the fucking cunt subject Dang. line, yeah. but I really needed you to read this email. Sorry it's not hate mail or anything exciting like that. It's just another comic trying to get work. And he responded to That's me. That's so the same true. Day. I mean, the people, idea. all bookers will love. They love hate mail, you know. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm a cunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee well, you. This I guarantee you, he was disappointed. I was like, nah. <laughs> all right, here. Booked. booked. Shut up. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give him another chance to piss him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you get here, you better have a, a horrible time. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's true, man. But yeah, you gotta use a little bit of deviousness sometimes to get in with these places, man. But but that's what I'm saying. So you don't like it really. Is. It's not just, uh, hey, you know, check me out. Can I have it? And then you don't hear anything back. You're like, all right, I'll try a new place. What? You got to fucking hustle. And it does help, though, when, like, I have noticed that since I am headlining a lot more places, when you're like, did I go, oh, where do you work? And you go, oh, I headline here, 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 and here. And it's just like, it's kind of like a snowball effect. It's like, yeah. oh, well, it's hard when you're like, oh, I'm featuring here, 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 and here. But I headlined this one place. And you're like, right. nah, they're Maybe. a little more hesitant. Yeah, yeah. But, like, once you, once you have more places under your belt, then they're like, oh, okay. And then... You know, it's a lot easier to get in places. It's like anything else, like fucking credits. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's like if you the do, more you if have, you, the more you can if you, get. If you get a Conan, yeah. Out. If you get a Conan, like, oh, they worked you on Conan. Oh, we'll give you on the Tonight Show. Then, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's amazing how it works. Just getting Absolutely. the ball rolling is the thing. Do you feature at all anymore, or is it all headlines? Oh yeah, I still I still feature. Uh, I still feature for like you know when I get my uh, when I do improvs and funny bones because that's they book they book guys with actual like huge TV credits and shit. So like I'll headline sometimes on like a. Wednesday, Thursday, then the headliner come in Friday, Saturday, and then I'll close on Sunday. Or sometimes they stay the entire week. I'll feature the entire week, but I'll still take those weeks to feature. That, and so that's important too because still then seven, you, and, yeah, and yeah, you, connect, and you, you make another connection. Make with that connection. Thing. They might have a TV show you're riding on, or you just another chance to. Yeah. When you come out in LA, they're like, yeah. "Hey, I'm doing this." Or they they here. go on a theater tour. Then they'll take you the whole time. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's part how, of the I, thing. I say how I met Kevin Nealon, and he's the one that hooks me up at the. Laugh Factor because he has his own show there on Tuesdays and he helps me out and I never would have gotten that unless I had worked with him on the road four years ago and he was just a super nice guy. And so much about so connections and clicks and everything yeah, you said. It's, they, they it's like you. just like high school. It yeah. fucking is, man. <laughs> unfortunately, I, yeah. complete, complete and unfortunately I dropped exactly. out of high school, so I don't know what, <laughs> how, what that says about my career. Uh, all right, man. We, uh, we like to wrap up every show with a little hell gig. You're a working road comic. You've not <laughs> tell me that you have not had some horrendous experiences. Uh, uh, give me a favorite. Uh, I, I'll give you one of my top five. 
because uh, there's so many to choose from. Okay. Um, I had to do this show. It was in Marco Island, and uh, it, was the, he, it was his second week open of doing comedy. I had fucking clueless how to run the place. So it was, it was Thanksgiving, and it was supposed to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But since it was Thanksgiving, he's like, I'll do a show on Wednesday, then have Thursday off for Thanksgiving, then do it Friday, Saturday. <laughs> so we go down there. It's a seafood restaurant, and uh, people are eating and everything. I bring my buddy. And I'm featuring actually, and then the other guy's headlining, and this is like this is like six years ago, and then uh, my friend goes like, all right, I'm hosting. And he goes to the guy, he's like, are you gonna give an announcement about to turn off the cell phones? He's like, well, you're you're hosting, I guess that's what you do. He's like, whatever, dude. All right. <laughs> There's no mic stand. He hands him a fucking wireless mic like that's it's terrific. a baton in the Olympics, <laughs> and he's like, all right, go ahead up there, and he's like, hey, everybody, and they have the music going. The guy doesn't know how to turn the music off, and the oh. lights are going on, and then it's like, and it's like. 14 people in this restaurant and it's not even like them sitting up front it's like three people here four people over there two people here and uh, half of them didn't even know a comedy show was going to happen like they were just eating <laughs> oh i love they that just, they just let them stay oh. it's like so, a hijack comedy yeah yeah, yeah. it's Surprise. like really like yeah, we, we, yeah so uh <laughs> so he gets up there they finally turn the music off and he's still doing his jokes but the, the whole time the, the disco lights are still on <laughs> and he's like and then finally he turns those off after like three minutes so my friend eats a horrible death <laughs> then i go up there and i'm eating shit and I'm just like, hey, what's up? And it's just like, it's just really awkward and it's just struggling. And then the headliner goes up there. He's sweating. He gave like nine toasts during a set. He's like, get it straight to this, guys. He's like, oh. you know, it's really awful. And then afterwards, the guy that booked the places for boss, he's like, I don't think I want to do this here anymore. He's like, I saw your guys' entire act and uh, I didn't laugh once. <laughs> and then uh, my friend Ricky's like, uh, yeah, I opened for Chris Tucker last week. You're gonna sit here and tell me I'm not funny. Yeah. And he is, and I go, hey, and I go, hey, buddy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a certain thing called atmosphere when you do comedy. Right. Basically, you have us doing stand up at a fucking Applebee's or a Red Lobster. Right now, this is awful. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? So he fired us that night for right before Thanksgiving, and then uh, that was that was the show. That's <laughs> fucking. I love I love how it's your fault. You're yeah, from yeah, the yeah. fucking the, the fried shrimp tray in the yeah, buffet. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night. This wasn't very funny. You had four people sitting up front, and then everybody else was scattered about. And he was, it was, the guy, the guy was just fucking, he was like, you don't even have a mic stand. Yeah. Like, is this, we have to hand it to each other? Like, this is yours now. <laughs> you fucking enjoy. And then, and then and there's another one, it was an Italian restaurant, and I, this guy booked me for it, and then I was headlining that one. They had 14 people go up in front of me, like, oh, we have a couple guest sets. Everybody did, like, nine minutes <laughs> guest set, and then he had a feature, do, like, another 20 minutes. And I get up there, and the mic's like, as soon as I started talking, it was like a Fisher-Price microphone. <laughs> right. And then, uh, and then there's this woman sitting in there, like, I'm in between all my jokes. I'm fucking eating shit. I'm just like, I drink some water. She goes, I came here to see somebody funny. I go, oh, you oh. did? You came here to see somebody funny? Are you not enjoying yourself? I was like, did you think for even a couple seconds that maybe I'm not enjoying myself? <laughs> that I'm not having fun <laughs> with this shit? With this fucking Olive Garden B-room fucking piece of shit? The fucking, they had the football game on a big screen going on to my left. I was like, you ever think I'm not having a good time with this shit? That this fucking microphone that sounds like a goddamn dog whistle? You know? <laughs> Patrick Garrity, you know, everybody. Still, you still got it? You guys still think you want to do comedy? Come on. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, anyway, like I said, fucking very, very funny man. If you're in Vegas, go see him this week at the Four Queens. And uh, if you're not in Vegas, he'll come to you. This guy is everywhere. <laughs> so check out his website and, uh, and check out his calendar. I'm sure he will be playing at a room near you. Uh, all right. Thank you very much, brother. No, thanks That's for really having good. me, man. Really uh, appreciate it, I enjoyed it, having man. you. Brant exactly. Tobler, always a pleasure, my friend.
and we'll see all you guys next week. Bye. Thanks.